0: Welcome to the Citygate Church Podcast. Today's message was recorded at our live Sunday services, and we hope that it encourages you to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. This is part number five of God said it, come on, I believe it, and that settles it. I'd like you to turn to the last book in the Bible. I don't mean the maps. I know we've all got maps. I'm not talking about the maps. One back from that. And um, chapter 19, verse 6. It's going to come up here right now on the screen. If you haven't got your Bibles, I'm going to encourage you to be bringing your Bibles. You know, we're sort of trying to get back to not just a phone or a a swipey thing, but... uh, something that you can sort of get hold of. After saying that, I've got it on my notes here. So, oh no, oh no, forget that. I'm gonna, where is it? Oh, don't ever call me a hypocrite. (laughs) Revelation, Revelation 19. Okay. That's tiny print that I need my glasses for, all right? <laughs> just just saying. From verse six. And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude, the sound of many waters, the sound of mighty thundering saying, Hallelujah, for the Lord God omnipotent reigns. Can we all say that? Hallelujah. Yeah for the Lord God omnipotent reigns. (laughs) Let us be glad and rejoice and give him glory for the marriage supper of the lamb has come and his wife has made herself ready. That's, That's speaking about the church of Jesus Christ there. And to her it was granted to be arrayed in fine clothes, clean, bright, which is the righteous acts of the saints. Then he said to me, verse nine, right, blessed are those who are called to the marriage supper of the lamb. And he said to me, these things, sorry, these are the true sayings of God and I fell at his feet to worship him. This is an angel speaking. He said to me, see that you don't do that. I'm a servant just like you. And he said, Worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Verse 11. Now I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. And he who sat on the, the horse was called faithful and true. And in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes are like a flame of fire. I love reading descriptions of Jesus Christ in the Bible. I love what the Word of God says about our Lord and Savior. His eyes were like a flame of fire and his head were many crowns. He had a name that no one knew except himself. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood and his name is called, let's all say it, the Word of God. When the Lord Jesus Christ rides out, he has a name. He has a name. Now we know the Bible is full of examples of the name of God. He's the great I am. And with the great I am, there's all sorts of descriptions. Well, you are what? You are my salvation. You are my peace. You are my healer. You are my... Provider, you are my righteousness. You are my shepherd. He adds a description to his great name, Yahweh, Jehovah, the great I am. Then you also find all the way through the Bible, especially you know, after Christ comes, you find all sorts of other sort of names. It would be wrong to call them names, but, but let's just call them names for now. Descriptions, names, he's the Alpha and the Omega. He's the beginning and the end. He's the first and the last. He's the lion of the tribe of Judah. But at this great end of all things, as we know it, it's life, Jim, but not as we know it. At the end of all things, what name is he gonna be called? Well, there's three that are in this passage of scripture. We know he is the word of God, but when he rides out on the white horse, he is called faithful and true. Faithful and true. Today, in this series of God said it, I believe it, that settles it. Today, I wanna speak on God is faithful. <laughs> God is faithful can we all say that God is faithful can we say it again God is faithful now that's an expression that if you hang around the church any church for five minutes somebody's going to come out with that ah God is faithful God is faithful if you ask people to pray and you know it won't be long before somebody says, oh Lord, thank you that you are a faithful God, that you're faithful. And today I wanna to go a little bit further than just having that statement as an expression that just Christians say. It's a bit like that expression, ah, oh, but he is able, God is able. If ever that is said or sung, I like to add on to that, and he is willing. It's really important. And that's a scriptural statement because, you know, somebody came to Jesus once and said, I know you're able, but I don't know if you will. And Jesus wanted to settle that once and for all, really, said, I'm able and I'm willing. I'm able and I am Willing. willing. You see, God is able to save lives. And he's also willing. He's able to provide for people, but he's also willing. willing. He's able to restore families, but he's also willing. You see, if all you know is God is able to do it, but you don't know God's will, you can never pray or stand in faith. See, faith ends where God's will is not known. Faith begins where the will of God is known. But I'm not talking about God is able today. Today we wanna dig into God is faithful. At the start of the series, we had a look at the statement where the Lord Jesus Christ said, I don't want you to take them out of the world. I want you to keep them in the world and keep them, sanctify them by your truth. And then he made this statement, your word is truth. Well, therefore, it obviously makes sense here if Jesus is also here called true and he's the word of God, word and truth go hand in hand. Amen. Amen. Word and truth go hand in hand. God's word is. God's word is true. Jesus is the truth. We can stand on the truth, but I love the fact that here it doesn't say, and your names are faithful, and another name is true. He said, "No, your name is faithful and true. And truth and faithfulness go hand in hand. What is God faithful to? Feels a bit like pulling teeth this morning. What is God? The truth. He's faithful to the truth. He's faithful to what he says. He's faithful to the fact that if God said it, I can believe it. That settles it. God is faithful to his truth. So that's why his name isn't just faithful and it isn't just truth or true. It's faithful and true together. And these things go hand in hand. So the statement, God is faithful, is not just a comforting statement when we're going through stuff. Oh God. Everything's falling apart. I don't know what to do. But God, you are faithful. A bit like saying, God, you are able, but there's no faith around the place. There's no expectation. You don't know what God's gonna do. Oh, just God is able. God is able. You might as well say the grass is green and the sky is blue. Oh, that sounds really... Well, no. If we don't know, then we can't stand in faith. And if we can't stand in faith, we're not gonna see the will of God come to pass. You see why this series is so very, very important. God said it. What has he said? That God is faithful. Jesus is faithful. And he's faithful to his truth, which is the written word of God. Faithfulness and truth go hand in hand. Let's, Let's just begin to think about this. What is faithfulness? Well, if God is faithful, then God is trustworthy. You can trust God. You? Have you ever been around people you just cannot trust? You just you need a whole, uh, a whole skip full of salt with what they say. You know, you say, take things with a pinch of salt. You don't just need a pinch. You need like a, a truckload of salt with what they say. You can rely upon God and what God has said. For years, I've listened to, to somebody who says you can trust The word of God more than you can trust the word of your closest friend, your doctor or your lawyer. God is trustworthy. We sang earlier, You've never failed me. You've never failed me. God never fails. Love never fails. We can rely upon God and we can rely upon what God says. God is faithful means God is trustworthy. He can be trusted. Another another understanding of that word faithful is God is loyal. He's loyal. Aren't you glad today? God will never leave you. Jesus, when he was raised from the dead, he breathed on them sort of prophetically and he breathed and he said, receive the Holy Spirit. And he said, and lo, I will be with you always, even to the end of the age. When you feel him there, he's with you. When you don't feel him there, he's with you. This is why feelings are not the plumb line of the Christian life. We don't live by how we feel, we, we don't live by what we see, we walk by faith and not by sight we don't live by how we feel or our emotions or our will or our or our thought life all those things can change and they need to change. We need to submit our will to the will of God. So our will needs to change. We need to renew our mind to the thoughts of God. So our thought life needs to change. And we need to control and hem in our emotions so we're not one of these Christians going up and down and feelings and feelings and emotions and rage and road rage and wife rage and husband rage and kids rage and whatever other rage. Impatience and unkindness and all excuse me, when there's emotions flying around. No, we need an anchor of our soul, an anchor to anchor our lives in so we're stable in all things. And God is loyal. He will never leave you or forsake you. I don't know, perhaps there's someone here today and you need to hear that. You need to know that right in the middle of where you are, and I know perhaps as a young Christian, people sort of, oh, where's God? I can't feel him. Is he still here? When you get older in your faith, it's like, well, I, you know, There's plenty of times I don't feel him and that's why I walk my faith because whether I feel him or not, he will never leave me and he will never forsake me because Jesus Christ isn't just a God out there. He's moved onto the inside by his Holy Spirit and sometimes I don't feel other stuff, but I know it's real. I know it's real. <clears throat> Excuse me. What else does it mean? God is faithful. God, another word for faithful is incorruptible. Oh, God cannot be bribed. <laughs> Unlike a lot of other people. Ah, <laughs> oh, no, I'm not going to compromise unless you're going to get something out of it. And you compromise. Well, God is not able to be compromised. He's incorruptible. He cannot be persuaded against his truth, against his word. He cannot, he's not subject to going bad. Aren't you glad our God is consistent? He's consistent. He's always the same. And something else, God is faithful means God is steady. He's stable, always the same. No ups and downs with God. So God is faithful. God is faithful. If we can keep bringing that back, there it is, because I just love the look of that. God is faithful. God will not let you down. He will not let you alone. God will not leave you helpless. God will not let you fail in the long run. It may look like, why am I in this prison? Why am I in this hole in the ground? Why am I in the lion's den? Why am I in the fiery furnace? But God has always, always got a plan and God is always, always faithful. He's faithful. Just some scriptures. They're gonna come up on the screen here, the 31st chapter of... um, uh, Deuteronomy verse 6 be strong take courage do not be intimidated what a great what a great scripture be strong take courage do not be intimidated and don't give them a second thought about your enemies because God your God is striding ahead of you He's right there with you. He won't let you down. He won't leave you. Can I hear an amen? This morning, what about 1 Chronicles 28 verse 20? And so David said to Solomon, his son, be strong and have a good courage and do it. Fear not, nor be dismayed for the Lord God, even my God will be with thee. He will not fail thee. (laughs) Deuteronomy chapter seven, verse nine. Therefore know that the Lord, your God, he is God, the faithful God, who keeps his covenant for a thousand generations and with those who love him and keep his commandments. God is faithful. He will not leave you. God is faithful. He will not let you down. I'm gonna try over this side. God is faithful, he will not let you down. Yes. Okay, you see that one? That side's got it. Let's go back over here. God is faithful, he will not let you down. Yes. Okay. See, this is important that we know this because otherwise we just come out with empty words like God is faithful. But we've got to apply, what does he mean when he says God is faithful? What does it mean? It's not a religious statement. It's a statement of of trust, loyalty, incorruptibility, and steadfastness. God is faithful, He will not leave me. God is faithful, He will not let me down. God is faithful, He's not gonna be bribed away from bringing His will through to my life. God is faithful, God's not gonna have a bad day. Can we all say it? God is faithful. See, something happens inside the believer when we set our hearts and minds to trust God. Something happens. It actually happens. You cannot come out of a time of understanding the faithfulness of God and be in worry. See, this is what I've heard so many times. People worry and worry. God is faithful. Worry, worry, worry. But God, you're faithful. Worry, worry, worry. No, you've just said something. You don't know something. When you know that God is faithful, your life changes. Your thoughts change. Your experience changes. Your words change. Your actions change. The faithfulness of God is not a doctrine. The faithfulness of God is not a religious prayer. The faithfulness of God is a standpoint that I know my God is able. I know He's faithful. I know He will. I know He's committed to His Word. I know He's committed to doing what He said He will do. And being who He said that He is. God is faithful. He's faithful. The Just live by faith in his faithfulness. We have our lives sustained in our relationship, knowing that God is who he says he is and he will never let us down. Psalm 112, praise the Lord. (laughs) It's coming up here, Psalm 112. Praise the Lord. Can we just take a two second praise break right now in this place, ready? Praise the Lord. We're gonna praise God in this house. Praising God for His faithfulness. Praising God for who He is. Praising God for what He said. Praising God for His greatness. Praising God for His word. Praising God for His healing. Praising God for His salvation praising god that he is who he said he is praising god for being good all the time hallelujah praising god that his word is true praising god in this house praise the lord praise the lord hallelujah for the lord god omnipotent reigns hallelujah he reigns you may take your seats Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who delights greatly in his commandments. His descendants will be mighty on earth. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches will be in his house and his righteousness endures forever. Up to the, unto the upright there arises light in the darkness. He is gracious, full of compassion and righteous. A good man deals graciously in lends. He will guide his affairs with discretion, wisdom, understanding in his relationship with God. Surely, he will never be shaken. The righteous will be in everlasting remembrance. He will not be afraid of bad news. His heart is steadfast, steadfast. trusting, trusting. trusting. Trusting in Almighty God, His heart is established, He will not be afraid. Hallelujah! You've come to the right place this morning to be encouraged. When we set ourselves, number one, to fear God, that's another message. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, the fear of the Lord. You know, it doesn't mean to say we have to put on something that we're not when we come into the presence of God. We come as we are. With a confidence and a boldness. Not in our own righteousness, filthy rags, but by the blood of Jesus Christ. It's not about me, it's about Him. What He's done, who He is. Christ in me, my hope of glory. And when we come in, to his presence with thanksgiving and praise. We don't have to, oh, thou most holy God. We don't need to put on something that we're not, but we equally don't come in and go, yeah, all right, mate. God is not my mate. He is my Lord. He is my savior. He is my creator. He is my healer. He is my friend. The closest I get to informality is Abba Father, but he's still Father. Be still, Father. When we set ourselves to fear God and trust God, what happens? Mighty descendants. His lifestyle becomes our lifestyle. Generosity, wealth, and riches in the house. Unshakable life. No fear of bad news. If ever a generation needs this, Christians, do not worry. Be anxious for nothing. What, just by being positive? No, but by a lifestyle of prayer and intimacy with God. Because when you say God is faithful, worry has to leave. Stress has to leave. Anxiety has to leave. Because trusting God, the faithfulness of Almighty God, means everything in our lives. When Jesus rides in on the white horse, he's declared to be faithful and true. What a name for him to ride in on the overcoming, awesome example of the authority of God over all the work of the enemy, faithful and true. He could have been called anything at that moment. God chose that moment to declare his name as faithful. So what does God particularly want us to know and understand he is faithful about? Good question. I'm glad I asked it. There are a number of scriptures in the word of God and I'm just going to throw five of them out where the Bible particularly says God is faithful and this. Okay, There's a lot of them. I'm not, I've not picked them all up. One, because we've had it preached like three times in the last few weeks, Scott Wilson, myself, other people about God is faithful and he will cause us to be perfected spirit, soul and body. God is faithful. So I'm not even going to cover that one again, but can you see what I'm saying? There is a verse and then it says, God is faithful to do that. Yeah? Yeah? So we're just going to go through a few others that are really important. And today, this is about having a hearing heart. Can we declare God said it? it. I believe it. That settles it. it. So we're going to get this on the inside today. Amen? Amen? That's about 10 of us. How about the rest of us? We're gonna get this on the inside today, yeah? Amen, because if God said it, I believe it. That settles it. Things happen. Life changes. So number one, I can handle anything that comes against me. Okay, I'm gonna try this side again. (laughs) I can handle anything that comes against me. Amen. Amen. I can handle anything that comes against me. And a whole lot comes against us. Can you agree? It's as if when you step up, you paint a target on your back. (laughs) I can handle anything. What does the verse say? 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. No temptation. That's a Greek word, no temptation, test or trial. Yes, it's talking about sin trying to get you, but it's also talking about all the other stuff. Temptation, test or trial. Whatever comes against you. And we are certainly not a a church that goes around, everything's an attack of the enemy. No, it's just life, guys. It's just life. We've had a car that's been standing still for 18 months. And I sort of... Now, don't tell me I'll get what I expect, all right? I'm a mechanic. I know what I'm talking about. (laughs) I build cars and I enjoy it. So it had been standing for 18 months. I had to get get a hammer, hit the brakes, you know, to get them to unfreeze. But I thought, I'm going to take this car for an MOT to see what is wrong with it. Not just, is it going to pass? What is wrong with it? And so I... I took this car along and, and uh, it failed its MOT. Surprise, surprise. I was shocked. I'd spent like two hours cleaning the mold out from the inside. you know when something stands? It's moldy and nasty and I'd, I'd, I'd done all sorts of stuff, but I knew, okay, how bad is this? So I took it along and it failed, and it failed on the brakes. So you know, within three hours, i changed the back calipers, I'd bled the brakes, I'd done all that stuff. Took it along and it passed. <laughs> so good. I was actually really surprised that it only failed on the brakes. Perhaps they didn't look hard enough, I don't know. But that was not an attack of the enemy. That it failed the MOT. Oh, Pastor Jay, will you pray for me? I'm under attack. What's going on? My car failed its MOT. <laughs> the TV doesn't work. That's probably a good thing. <laughs> Just saying. Wouldn't it be good if we binged the Word of God instead of some series? just saying okay i'll just i'll just come back i'll just come back from that that's too controversial for Citygate church no temptation test or trial has overtaken you overtaken you i thought the blessing of god was is that the blessings overtake us something's happened here that Something's overtaking here, and it's not the blessing of God. It's temptation, test, or trial. How many of you know that even though you're blessed, sometimes stuff happens? Just happens. That's not the time to cry and say, where is God in all of this? It's time to understand that God's in the middle of all of this, and go to this verse, because I can handle anything that comes against me. Why? Because of this verse. No temptation, test or trial has overtaken you except such which is common to mankind. But God is faithful. Can you see it's right in the middle of this? This is how we live this stuff. It's by the faithfulness of God. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted, tested or tried. Is that what it says? Yes, but it didn't finish there. It didn't say God will not allow you to go through stuff. It says God will not allow you to be tempted, tested, or tried beyond that which you are able. Able to bear, able to overcome, able to deal with, able to pray about and turn around. God will not allow you. He will not allow you. But with every temptation, test or trial, he has also made a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Some versions say overcome it. Some say endure it. To endure something isn't to fall apart under it, it's to say, I can do this. I can endure hardship as a good soldier. I can endure stuff coming against me. I can endure the generation that I live in. I can endure the pressure that's coming against me. I can endure it, not crumble under it, go through it and come out the other side, God is faithful and he provides a way of escape. I can be absolutely confident in the faithfulness of God that if I'm experiencing something, it's already been allowed by God, why? Because I'm already bigger than it, hallelujah. I'm already more than it. I'm already greater than it. I've already got the wisdom of God on the inside. And if I don't, God is faithful, he's loyal, trustworthy, steadfast, he's with me and he will tell me how to get out of this thing. Amen. Amen. Can I hear an amen this morning? There is a way out. Look for it and take the road. Number two, I hope you're getting something out of this today. Number two, I love this one. Let's all say this together. It's coming up here right now. Boom. No matter what I've done, come on. No matter what I've done, I can be forgiven and clean. Oh, isn't that the gospel? What's the verse? 1 John chapter one, verses eight and nine. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. It goes on later to say we're a liar. If we confess our sins, he is faithful. He's faithful and just, faithful and true. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just, to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. There is a progression that happens many times in the Christian's life and that is conviction to confession. Conviction to confession. God reveals something that is not right in our lives. The moment we're under conviction of the Holy Ghost the very moment, not I'll pray about this, not well I'm going to ask somebody else about this, the very moment there is conviction from the Holy Spirit by his word, the very moment God says you've got an attitude or you told a lie or you need to sort this out or you've got arrogance in your life or you're being impatient here or whatever it is the very moment of the conviction of the Holy Ghost what is our next step confession the next step don't think about it for a month don't think about it for a week don't even think about it for an hour be quick to forgive others but be quick to confess your own transgressions to God amen you see if he speaks to us it's for a reason to set us free from it the moment he speaks confess it out what does it mean to confess it actually is a greek word that means to say the same thing as if he calls it sin i'll call it sin i won't call it my problem i won't call it oh well that's just me Oh, well, I'm just an impatient person. No, if God's saying don't be, then stop labeling yourself that. Say, God, I confess that in Jesus' name because patience is part of the fruit of the spirit. Yes. Yes. Hello? Yes. Perhaps it's a bigger issue. Perhaps you're being mean to your wife. That was, came <laughs> out, didn't it? <laughs> Perhaps you're being mean to your wife or mean to your kids. Perhaps you're being unfaithful in an area. Please listen to the conviction of the Holy Spirit because the more he convicts and you don't hear, the less you hear the conviction. And then you justify the way you've lived because, oh, God's not talking to me about it. He's been talking to you about it for five years and you've shut his voice up in that area of your life. Hello? That's not law, that's relationship. But the moment there's conviction... We confess our sins and the next step, and this is why I'm bringing this in today, because there are so many Christians that are bound in shame and guilt and unforgiveness of their own life. Oh, I heard something this morning on one of the sermons I've already heard today. And he said this, you know, King David, for by my God, I can run through a troop, I can leap over a wall. And he said, oh, I wish I, I mean, I love that verse. I pray it, I've preached it many times. But he said, God's going to take you through it, but you've got to get over it. Oh. And some of us here today have got to get over the fact that we messed up. It's gone so quiet in this room. You messed up. And I'm not just saying we'll get over it in some superficial way. I'm saying God is faithful. Can I hear an amen? Yeah. God is faithful and He will forgive you and cleanse you. So make sure that you forgive yourself because God has forgiven you, past tense. And understand that you can now stand washed and clean in His presence and anybody else's. Yeah anybody else's come on can I hear an amen this morning if you are forgiven you are forgiven you are guilt-free shame-free there is now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus for the law of the spirit of life in Christ has made me free from the law of sin and death hallelujah we're not in the flesh we're in the spirit and if God's forgiven you if he's cleansed you then bless God stand free stand strong stand with a boldness stand with a confidence don't accept the accusations of the enemy don't accept the accusations of your own flesh don't accept the accusations of your own mind and the guilt and the shame and oh I can't stand up and say something now because I messed up yesterday and God says what happened yesterday well you know God I messed up God says I don't know what you're talking about I don't know what you're talking about because if God said it that's the issue I believe it you're forgiven and you're clean but I don't feel it you're forgiven and you are clean yeah but it was a really bad sin yeah well Jesus is a really great savior Amen. hallelujah doesn't matter what it was if you're convicted and you confess You can stand up as the righteousness of God as if you have never sinned. Hallelujah. Now that drives us to a desire to live right. Doesn't drive me to a desire to get away with anything because I can just confess it. No, I would question your salvation. But if I know that I know that I'm a believer. That I'm a Christian, washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. When I confess it, God removes it. Yes. And we—is anybody getting anything out of this today? Yes. Oh man, God, He's faithful to forgive us and cleanse us. Forgiveness is immediate, yes. not when we've cried enough, wow. not when we don't feel guilty anymore. Satan will pile on the guilt and your own flesh will as well. Condemnation, shame, guilt is not from God. That's why I started with that word conviction. Conviction leads you to repentance. Condemnation is after repentance and it's not from God. So you can kick it out every time because God is faithful. Come on, God is faithful. faithful. Number three, I'm going to go really quickly here. I will stay standing. (laughs) I'm enjoying myself this morning. I'll preach myself happy. 1 1 Corinthians 1 verses 8 and 9. He will establish you to the end, keep you steadfast, give you strength and guarantee your vindication. He will be your warrant against all accusation or indictment so that you will be guiltless and irreproachable in the day of our lord jesus christ the messiah god is come on church god is faithful he's reliable trustworthy and therefore ever true to his promise, and he can be depended upon, by him you were called into companionship and participation with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. I can look forward with anticipation because I know that whatever happens, God has planned that he will keep me standing. Hallelujah. He will keep you standing. Look at someone say, I'm gonna stand. And keep on standing. Come on, not because of my strength but because God is faithful, faithful. hallelujah. Oh, I've got so many other scriptures. When I fall, I will arise. Number four. Oh, I love this one. God is my defense. (laughs) Oh, perhaps this word is just for me this morning. I don't know. These are all the God is faithful scriptures. It's where they are. 2 Thessalonians 3 verse 3. Yet the Lord is faithful and he will strengthen you and set you on a firm foundation and He will guard you from the evil one. Can I hear an amen this morning? In fact, can we give you another little praise break in this place? Because I believe we gotta praise God for some of this stuff that we're declaring. Come on, God is faithful. He will strengthen you and set you on a firm foundation and He will guard you from the evil one. Hallelujah. 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 He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge. Come on, church. He is my, can we declare that we got it up here? He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him I will trust. Surely He shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with His feathers take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and your buckler. And you shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in the darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. Why? Because God is faithful. He's faithful. He's a faithful God. He's a faithful God. He is my defence. can remember years ago, we used to sing a song that was, it was a Hebrew song sung in Israel and we had people in Israeli praise, uh, uh, Israel praise team come to the church, the last church I led and they sang this song, He is my defence. Can we all stand to our feet in this place? He is my defence. I shall not be moved. He is my defence I shall not be moved Why? Because God is faithful He's faithful God is my defence but this leads me on to the last part of Psalm 91 and my last point today God is not just my Defense, he is my refuge, he's my fortress, my ever present help in time of need. Why? Because he is faithful, but he takes me from a place of defense and he leads me into a place of victory. God will give me the victory, God is my victory in Jesus' name and Psalm 91 carries on and says let's all say it a thousand may fall at your side ten thousand at your right hand it shall not come near you only with your eyes you shall look and see the reward of the wicked because you have made the Lord who is my refuge even the Most High your dwelling place no evil tell somebody no evil shall befall you come on this is the Word of God now I but God said it I believe it That settles it. Come on, no evil shall befall you. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling for He shall give His angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up lest you dash your foot against a stone. You shall tread on the lion and the cobra, the young lion, the serpent. You shall trample underfoot because He has set His love upon me. Therefore I will deliver Him. I will set Him on high because He has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honour him with long life. I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. God is faithful. Jesus always leads us in triumphal procession in Christ. Oh, Pastor Jay, you're just being triumphalistic. No, I'm declaring out God is faithful. I'm declaring it out. This needs to be more than just a Christian statement. It needs to be more than, oh, God is faithful. Amen. Worry, worry, worry. God is faithful. Oh, I don't know what to do. God is faithful. I don't feel God. God is faithful. No, this revelation of the faithfulness of God brings us in to a lifestyle of consistency, steadfastness, defense. Nothing that comes against me can overcome me. Hallelujah. God is able to make me stand. God is faithful. God is faithful. When I'm surrounded, God is faithful. When I'm desperate, God is when I'm hungry, God is when I don't know what to do, God is come on, everybody in the house. God is when fear tries to get hold of me. When the enemy comes in. God is faithful? When sickness tries to take me out. God is faithful. When discouragement tries to weary my life. God is faithful. When the world is shaking around me. God is faithful. When I need a victory. God is faithful. When I need wisdom. God is faithful. When my family needs to be rescued. God is faithful. When I need to resist the enemy. When I don't have enough and I'm in lack and insufficiency and need and want and lack, God is faithful. when I feel weak and unable, God is faithful. when I need to take the ground that God has given me, God is faithful. when it's time to go higher and run faster, God is faithful. God is faithful. Amen. Yes. God is faithful. Amen. Father God, as we stand here today. Lord, we don't know when you're coming back on the white horse. Perhaps he's already out the stable. Perhaps, Lord, you're saddling up. Or perhaps it's for generations yet to come. But we declare you as faithful and true. In the midst of every situation and circumstance, you are faithful and true. And Father, we thank you, Lord, that that is by revelation. So Holy Spirit, work that into our lives. Hallelujah. Come on, just lay hands just as a little little sign, just just on your heart, your physical heart. And I know there's uh, there's a huge difference, physical and spiritual, but come on, just as a... Speak to me, Holy Spirit. Speak to me, Holy Spirit, about the faithfulness of God. I believe it. <laughs> that settles it. I receive it today, Lord. We receive your word. In Jesus' name. every eye closed and every head bowed as we close the service we've got a really important question to ask and that is do you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior I know this is the 930 service lot of Christians here but I don't know everybody if you're here today and you want to say Pastor Jay you know what I don't know if I'm a believer or not I just don't know I don't know what I believe I don't know if I died today. I'm going straight to heaven to be with God forever, be with Jesus Christ forever. If you're here today and you say there's a question over your salvation in whatever way, then I'm asking you, I'm pleading with you. Jesus said, plead, compel people to come in. You need to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. <coughs> uh, but I'm not a bad person. Jesus died for good people. It's got nothing to do with good or bad, good works, bad works, whatever you believe. We all need to do the same thing and that is receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Saviour. He is the Saviour of the world, not just bad people, not just religious people. But we want to give people a moment here today to receive Jesus as Lord. If that's you with a confidence and a boldness, I want you to do just one thing here today and that is to lift your hand high in this room so I can see it and say, yep, Jesus, I want to receive you as my Lord and Savior. I want to come back to God. I want to receive you for the very first time. Is there anybody here in this service this morning? Come on, don't be shy. Don't leave this place without settling this once and for all. Is there anybody here today or online? I'm gonna call you online. Will you respond to Jesus? Wonderful, let's all pray this prayer right now. Say, Heavenly Father, thank You for Your love, sending Jesus to die on the cross, to be raised from the dead, to give me life. I receive You, Jesus, as my Lord, my Saviour, and my friend. I turn away from the way I've lived, apart from You, and by the help of Your power, and Your grace, I will never be the same again. I receive eternal life in Jesus' Name, Amen. Come on church, let's put our hands together.